This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show, uh, of course, and uh, I'm Stanford Chidge, and uh, looking forward to this evening as ever, and of course I have with me the Right Honourable, the Lord Privy Seal himself, Mr Jonathan Kidd. Oh, lovely to be on the show, Chidge, thank you so much, I shall be making my pronouncements from this throne. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, I've recovered from uh, the freezing Watford weather Mm. and the the extra half hour from the, the poor man who had the uh, the heart attack. Mm, yeah. So, but um, yeah, by, by, I missed my train. Ah. Got back very late. But uh, but uh, I mean, my freedom pass didn't work. So it's all been a disaster this week. You know, so. <laughs> who have we got on the show tonight? Well, it just just so happens we have Mister Mister Eloquent uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust Denizen of the Deep, uh, Mister Dan Silver. Good evening, chaps. Like like you, I'm just defrosting for Watford. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was so cold. And trying to think about that Mendy song in mm. my head. Mm, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like Baby Shark. That kind of really kind of just sticks in your head the whole time. Can, can yeah, you do Baby it? Baby Shark's a really can, annoying song, isn't it? Can, can you do it? No, no, I can't. Because the, the guys in front of me were singing. I was going, it's a Shakira song. I'm like, I thought it was great that they, they knew the words to it. It was so complicated. I was well, like, just a whole lot. It's basically someone just throwing a whole lot of letters in the air and caught them. That's what it is. It's yeah, not what it sounds like, doesn't it? Yeah. And, cool. and just and the uh, the Tiago song. It came from PSG. That's easy. I, even so, I yeah. knew that one. I, that, that, was, that was right on my street to win yeah. the Champions League. That was nice Lovely. and easy. Uh, yeah. who, who else have we got on tonight? JK? Well, it's the usual... Uh, I don't know why he comes on the show. He just sits there, doesn't do anything. And, uh, you know, when we just, you know, why do you have him, Jim? He's consistently... To embarrass us. No, 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 no. It's the opposite. I'm, it's the opposite. I'm saying the opposite. It, of course, is the, the excellent journalist, uh, Adam Eason from Football.London. Lovely to see you again, Adam. 
lovely to see you guys too thank you for that welcome jacob <laughs> good to see you mate you're looking well as always so uh, let's let's get right into it um yeah we're gonna have a quick talk about the uh the Watford game uh i think first and then we'll we'll just pick up on the uh the presser from today and uh quite possibly just throw in a bit of other newsy items that i've picked up on this week uh i've got a question i'm, I'm gonna ask adam first as he is our exalted guest but uh why is it, Adam, that Chelsea seem to struggle uh, with an aggressive press and physicality? Well, I can tell you why they did against Watford very easily. Well, we didn't have half of our team playing, I know that. Yes. But but I've I've noticed that we've struggled in the past when people basically, you know, there's almost it's almost like, uh, you know, um, oh, what the bloody hell is his name in Dad's Army? They don't like him. They don't like it up them. Clive Dunn. Clive Dunn. Thank you. They don't like it up them. I think part of it is the sort of profile of, of the team. I think when you have Reese there, when you have Chilwell there, when you have Thiago there, you've got a lot of players who are far more comfortable on the ball. And we saw, especially on um, on Wednesday night, when you have Alonso, who is incredibly one-footed, he cannot take the ball on his right foot. It very much limits what he can do. P is brilliant in, in his own way, but isn't what you'd probably call the most technically gifted footballer. Um which isn't to diminish what he can do on the ball, but he's not like a Reese who can take it and then, and then beat an opponent, I don't think. And Rudiger's Rudiger. Um, and I think you really saw the importance of Jorginho the other night. Um, one thing he does do is create angles to take the ball on and to create space. And look, I know Chelsea fans have joked about this, but he's very good at instructing people where to go as well when Chelsea are building from the back. Um, I know there was a big thing in his first season about he just points around, points a lot. That <laughs> We was didn't the, understand the... it then, Adam. <laughs> especially is... you, Chidge. Yeah, especially, especially you. me, especially me. But I think I called him the shouty pointy wanker, didn't you I? Did. Yeah. You did. That's exactly I'm sorry, I'm him. sorry. But we've seen that he is very good at helping coordinate Chelsea get out of, of, of the back and look, yeah, when he's not there, I think it does show now his importance. Um, and and the other night was just a shambles. Let's yeah. not pretend otherwise. Um, Sal was non-existent, to be polite about it. Uh, Ruben didn't play that well. Ruben's not. I don't think Ruben's great at that pivot role in terms of getting the ball from centre-backs and then moving it quickly. He does like to turn on it and then try and get moving, as we saw for the goal. Um, so I do think it is the profile of midfielder. We did miss Jorginho. We did miss Kovacic as well. Um, we've kind of not forgotten about but he's his injuries sort of extended so far now that he's almost become a bit of an afterthought because of, he hasn't been available so um so yeah yeah so a long long way around the question there well yeah indeed but i mean you know and i'll bring you in in a sec dan but you know yeah. you, you take take i mean basically you just you've just taken our best midfield out of the equation with chilwell Jorginho, kante and james i think any team would suffer with that kind of loss but uh, dan i know you wanted to come in yeah, just I think on the, on the Ruben point, I think cause he, he was covering so much for Sal. It was almost like he was doing two roles, so he couldn't really impose himself. Cause well, there was no it. midfield, was there? Yeah, there was no midfield, but he just, you know, he just... He, well, Sal not being there, Sal getting booked so early and stopped him from getting from tackles. It just changed the whole dynamic. I think Ruben, you know, up, up against a, a better central midfielder would have had a better game. Because a couple of times, he, you know, he did show his strength. But we just got... Uh, it just shows how key, you know, particularly Reese was down the right. Then you know, well, it's half our first teams out. You know, we we shit housed our way to a win. It wasn't it wasn't the most beautiful game I've ever watched? Um, but you know, that's what that's what champions do. Yeah, you know, going up north in which freezing cold. It's not quite north as Blackburn, but it kind of had that feel about it. 
And yet we were hoping that uh, each replacement was, you know, just could easily slot into Tuchel's plan. And this revealed that they can't. And as you say, he keeps going on about, I think he mentioned a couple of times that, you know, Chilwell and, and uh, Alonso were, were, were practically, you know, the same player. Whereas, of course, the reality is that, um, as you say, he's too one-footed and cannot cope with being pressed. He's great going to attack. As the, the second goal proved, he was a man on the spot for the, for the header. You know, perfect for putting people in, but he, he he just can't defend that way. You know, he's not yeah. good enough. I mean, I was disappointed with the way also that that Rudiger was was played dreadfully under pressure, and also even Mendy started then failing to deal with the uh, the press because he was dithering about. They looked panicked, didn't they? Panic. They in fact complete panic stations. That's what happened. Yeah, mm, I know. It's really. I mean, I mean, I, I'll talk about it later actually because I think Tuchel picked up on it in the, in the. Uh, press conference but you know they were they just they looked like they were caught cold they they weren't at the races at all we've all seen that before um let's let's talk about dear old poor old Saul I mean god you know the the the, the compassionate human in me you know feels awful for him I mean absolutely rinsed against Villa and pulled off at half time absolutely rinsed against Watford pulled off at half time although I know Tuchel said that he did it because he got a yellow card and I mean, no, yeah, I, I, I think he was being generous. I think he was being yeah. he was being kind. I mean, you know, he's a good man manager, so you would expect nothing less. But I remember I wrote in my notes because, of course, unlike you proper fans, uh, I was sitting in the warmth of my living room and writing little notes about things. And I actually said after the first yellow about five minutes later, he is a red card waiting to happen. So there was some logic in that. But Adam. Oh, dearie me. Um, what do we do? I mean, you've written a piece today, I think. Am I going to accuse you of writing something you haven't again? But I'm, I'm no, like, no, I have. I, I have, I have you have, haven't you? And it is a dilemma, isn't it, with Saul? Because he can't cut it at the, in the Premier League. And we're stuffed at the moment. I know, I know Jorginho looks like he's fit for tomorrow. But, you know, on, on the Watford game, the only fit midfielders that we had were Ruben and Saul. So Tuchel had no option. But he's he's basically making himself... Unplay, un, unpickable and not an option, isn't he? Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I tweeted during the game. I felt quite uncomfortable watching it, to be honest, because this is a guy who's played 19 times for Spain, has played, has started in a Champions League final for Atletico Madrid against Real Madrid, has made 250 plus appearances. He's not a bad footballer, um, but he looks completely devoid of confidence, self belief, and. I don't know how, and I, I asked Tuchel this after the game. I said, "Where does he go from here?" And Tuchel said, "I I don't know." And then went into the mitigating circumstances of he got a yellow card, so that's why I brought him off. It was you who asked that question? Was it? Yes, it was. Oh um, wow, that went everywhere! Congratulations. <laughs> so, do you know what, Adam? I'd have bought you a magnum of champagne if you had said to Tuchel the presser, uh, so, "Mr. Tuchel, um, is it? Should, should we?" You know, better recall Saul, perhaps? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, and this is the problem that Chelsea um, and Atletico face almost, is that to to sign Antoine Griezmann in the summer, Barcelona had to get Atletico, uh, had to get Saul off their, off their budget because there is a salary cap in the Liga. You cannot exceed that. So they had to get Saul out to sign Griezmann. Now, unless Atletico sell one of their players who earn a lot of money, there's no chance they can even take him back. Um, and there's no chance he can go elsewhere because he's played for Atletico and Chelsea this season and you can only play for two clubs so he's essentially stuck 
Um, and this is what I thought was interesting today from Tuchel. And, and I wrote about this last week about Sol playing uh, as a wing back, which he did at Atletico uh, at the beginning of the season. And, and everyone in, my, in the replies on social media was, oh, he came here to play central midfield, mate. What are you talking about? And but he did, then, didn't he? He did. That's why that was one of his, his, his key reasons for leaving. However, when you played this badly in central midfield, you should be open to taking on another role. And Tuchel said today, we probably will give him a go at left wing back at some point because Marcus Alonso cannot play all the games uh, in Chilwell's absence. So that will be interesting. It will be. And I mean, I also noticed in another one of your pieces uh, this week, uh, you know, which is another good one, but you, you made a really interesting and I think valid point about dear old uh, Dave, uh, Cesar Aspiliqueta, uh, the chosen man of Jonathan Kidd and his mates up in the East Upper because they did the banner, didn't you, Jonathan? Yes, Um, but uh, I mean, you know, it's not something that 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 we've you know shied away from in the past. But I mean, you pretty much put it out there in black and white that he is no wing back these days. No, he's not. He he lacks. Look, he's got six hundred and fifty odd appearances under his belt as a professional. That's going to take his its toll. That's a lot of games, and it's not a surprise that he can't get up and down the pitch as energetically as Reese and be as dynamic as Reese on the ball. Um, to be honest, that's never been Aspie's game. He's never going to get the ball and do what Reese does in terms of holding off people, beating an opponent and then whipping it in. And it is, it's it's a problem because Reese is so good uh, that you want him to play every game, but obviously he can't. And behind him now, I don't really think Aspie's an option. Um, now, what do you do? Do you turn to Callum Hudson-Odoi? Maybe. He doesn't like that role, but it's one he can do. Um, not amazingly, but and the same for Christian Pulisic. So there are alternative options, and I imagine Tuchel will try one or two of them um, in games that Chelsea are favourites to win and dominate the ball, because then you don't necessarily need that same protection defensively. Is there anybody from the youth who was who flirted with recently by having them as substitutes? Could, Tino, uh, remember Tino Livermore? Yeah, he, he was on the bench, wasn't he, back in the last and, season? And Lamptey. Lamptey. Chelsea have a good production line of, of fullbacks, and especially uh, at right back. Um, could you have kept someone like a Dujon Sterling around who looked good in pre season? Maybe, but it's probably better for him after 18 months out to, to get out and play. Um, so there, there, there are half sort of options you can go to, as we said. So I don't know. It's an interesting one, though, because Reese cannot play every single game, obviously. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting dilemma that we have when we thought we had none about three weeks ago. But there you go. I mean, Dan, you, you mentioned it earlier. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for us, you know, shithousing a win and, and getting a win when we don't deserve one. You know, there's no crime against winning ugly. Um, how much do you think, uh, you know, Tuchel's changes at half time actually made the difference? And actually, that's the point, isn't it, of having a decent manager? Because... Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, sitting there in my own little bubble at home going, this is happening again. You know, we're getting outnumbered in midfield. I mean, apart from the fact that Saul couldn't cope, you know, when you play, when you're playing three people in midfield, it can often be very overwhelming. So the obvious thing to do was to put another man in midfield. But I thought his changes were really interesting, actually, what he did. Yeah, I mean, he's a a smart, smart manager. I think, you know, bringing Trevor into midfield certainly gave us a bit more physicality because they had some big, you know, Sissoko, um, is it Ekong? Ekong, number five, big, big, solid, powerful players, and they were they were really curious. They were bullying us, and we took back a bit of control after half time. And I don't think they, they have. Did Watford have any chance in the second half? A couple of routine Mendy saves, wasn't there? I don't mm. think they had. We had a lot more of the ball in the second half, a lot more control. Um, but it was very much kind of contested in the middle third of the field. There wasn't that much attacking either side. A lot of kind of 
you know, passing, going to and from midfield, lots of fouls on the referees. Scrappy game, I thought. Scrappy, yeah. Anthony Taylor with hair, the referees. Dreadful. They, they did dreadful fall over referee. an enormous amount. Um, and... What happened when the guy um, shoulder barged um, Pulisic into the advertising hoardings? Nothing happened. Nothing no. happened. Because he was on a booking, second yellow card. No, it, was, it was a sending off completely. Yeah. It wasn't far below me from where I was sitting. And he just thought... no, that, no, that was the other side. Well, were you in the main stand? The opposite, he was where... taking Watford's end, mate. I, I was in the Watford end. Oh, but you the, well, the players come out on the opposite side. No, oh, no, uh, behind the goal. Oh, right, okay. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just, it, I just think it was one of those really scrappy games. Tickle said probably the worst performance in his tenure, yeah. which I, I probably agree with. Hardly got any control, hardly worked the keeper, but we won. That's what really good championship sides do. They win games ugly. They don't have, you know, you don't, it's not this whole fascination with FIFA football. Sometimes you just can't be shitty, shitty and ugly and win, which is exactly what we did. Yeah. Adam? Yeah, the, the only major concern for me still, obviously the performance, but it was against the Watford side that had a lot of injuries of their own. Yeah. I think they had five or six out as well, which is probably just my biggest concern. Is that that wasn't Watford at their best at full strength, and we really did struggle. Um, and that's my concern now going forward. If we do have a few more injuries in key areas, yeah. do yep. we have as do we have as much depth as we thought? Well, I think maybe not is the answer to that. But they they clearly had a game plan, and I'll say that for them, and they stuck to it, Dan. Yeah, I was just saying, well, yeah, we do have a very deep squad, but when you've got six or seven players out, the, the squad depth is going to be diminished considerably because, you know, six or seven, three of them will start and the other three or four will be on the bench. Yeah. So something, you know, your squad depth because of injuries is, is diminished. And we are kind of like looking at the, not not the dregs, but, the, you know, the players well, who are. Well, I know, but we've been saying all season, actually, qualitatively, this is the best squad we've had for a long time. It and still is. We were kind of harking, harking, harking back to the days of Mourinho when you had 24 players, all of whom were equally good. Sorry, JK. We're being, we're, being, we're being proven wrong, Chich. I, I know, think. we are. Oh, I just, and I, I just, just Can I just say, I, I actually thought that Zayek, um, when he came on, made a difference. I was going to leave that, especially for you. I was, I've got it down here. The enigma that is Ziyech. Tuchel yes. likes him, JK. Yes. Well, I... I He's beginning for me to come good, and I think it's the, and it's making. I, I think it's a very alien environment to what he's been used to. It he was used to playing in, uh, in um, what was it? How would you pronounce it? The even he one of the Eredivisie, yeah, the the Dutch league, Eredivisie, um, yeah, <laughs> the Dutch league, yeah, the Dutch league, and um, uh, where well, I think he was given more time and he could whip his great crosses in and le- left foot, right foot, and. And as he did against us when he played against us in the Champions League. But he's realising that he has to really step up. And I, and I thought he put it about a bit. And I like that. And um, uh, I thought he took his goal marvellously. Yeah, absolutely marvellously. And um, uh, and was was some lovely passes there and thereabouts. And so I'm beginning to think that we've got um, a player for, for you know, who actually can, can play a different style for what you think he can be. But... Um, a very skillful player who is it can actually contribute much to the to the side in the Premier League, which I was beginning to doubt. All the t- discussion on on Twitter was that he was going to be off at Christmas, and it looks to me if that's um, that's completely ridiculous. Well, I, if he's at it, if he puts it about, and if he if he if he you know he's got to work hard. That's the thing. That's the difference. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to work hard. But I think I think Barnsley was an example of his completely in, complete incompetence and ability to deal with players coming at him. Whereas yeah. in this instance, he seems to me occasionally tries too hard and he starts off a bit energetically. But I felt that he was the I've, I've also felt Silver coming on and playing oh. centre half was, 
peerless, isn't he? Quite phenomenal. Yeah, he is yeah. a phenomenal player. The more you see his ability to organise and just... And I felt actually with um, Christensen, um, well, we hadn't played for a bit, obviously, because of this strange thing that they, the club had been doing, which I didn't realise was the case. I hadn't heard about... Did you hear... When did you hear about that, Adam, that he was being punished for, uh, for, for, for not having completed his contract or putting in some strange demands that's why they weren't playing him but I felt he was a little bit um skittish I felt he wasn't as he should yeah he can play beside silver but he to play the silver role is just not him at all whereas silver was just once again immaculate immaculate performance when you kind of watch from behind the goal for the second half just everything about him is just beautiful just the reading of the game just stepping at the right time to make a tackle, the way he's gesticulating, he just he's just most magnificent footballer. Yeah, I, I I think he's an early shout for my my uh, player of the season. Player of the actually, year, you know, yeah, because yeah, I yeah, think I, I think he's that good. I think it's one of those things, Chidra. I said this about Hazard. I said you, you when these players are at the club, I know you've only got a certain number of Saturdays or weekdays to see them. You you must relish yeah. their their performances and just just try and somehow except the fact you are seeing one of the best footballers you've ever seen play for Chelsea. Yeah, and yeah. It, and it, it's easy to just forget, oh, they get players in like that. But he is absolutely phenomenal as a centre-half. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's it's the same with JT. Forget that J, JT was there all the time. You just accept the fact, oh, he's played wonderfully and he's scored. But Silver is... is, yeah. is JT class, you know. And probably, well, he's, he's one of the best defenders I've ever seen at the, the club yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, signed by Frank Lampard, uh, Adam. Indeed, indeed. I uh, don't know if you've watched the, the Lampard interview with Gary Neville. It's yeah. very good. It's worth watching. Um, and, and he says that Thiago sent him a very nice message after the Champions League final win saying thank you for bringing me to this club. And from what I understand, that is um, completely genuine sentiment. I think there's a feeling on Thiago's part of, I wish I'd come here earlier. Oh, I wish he'd come here early. He's, he's been so superb. <laughs> you know. um, final point on the Watford game. It was good to see Mount scoring, of course, and looking as though he's getting back into a bit of form. Now, Let's move on to the presser today, Adam. And I mean, the, the, the you know the main thing really. I mean, we've actually covered a lot of what was in the presser today, funnily enough, circuitously uh, talking about the uh, Watford game. But really, it's all about the injuries. So, from what I understand, uh, Kovacic and Golo, Chilwell and Trevo are all out. Poor old Trevo getting a hammy in the Watford game, which is massively unfortunate, and I'm very miserable for him. But everybody else is available. So, I mean, I, I think there was a bit of discussion really about Lukaku, wasn't there, and whether he might start. But I'm, I'm not convinced he will, to be honest. I think that, that Tuchel's trying to, you know, get him back in gradually. And I don't, don't see him starting. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I have a feeling he'll probably be on the bench again. You maybe try and give him half an hour and then probably start him against Zenit. That's probably the game for him to start. Um, so yeah, I imagine it'll be Havertz again, who I thought actually did well. One of the very few to put in yeah, a good agree, performance yeah. um, against Watford. So there's no reason to take him out. Um, who fits alongside of him is, is pretty much anyone's guess at the moment. Well, I'm um, going to have a guess later, Adam. I I have had a guess <laughs> on our football London piece as well, and I went for Hudson Odoi and Mount. So we'll see. Um, I have some. I have good news about Trevor. I don't know if you. Oh no, it. I haven't heard that. Please tell. Um, please tell. Told it's not serious. Couple of weeks. Uh, there's no tear or anything like that. It's just a uh, sort of heavy bruising. It's an awareness in his hamstring. To, it's <laughs> from what I've told. Yeah, it's it's just bruising of the muscle. So there's nothing too major. Um, so he should be back in in time for the Christmas games. Good. I'm so pleased to hear that because he he's been brilliant for us this season. He he really is quite 
quite phenomenal what he's done. Um, now, the thing that I did want to pick up from the presser today was was the issue that uh, Tuchel said about the Watford game, Adam, which was he 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 wonders if if the team had lost focus in between the United and the Watford game. And you know, I think one of the lovely things about Tuchel is that he 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 takes responsibility for these things as well. Do you think he's got a valid point? And if so, how how does that happen? I mean, maybe. Um, I do think the Watford game would have been a good kick up the arse for everyone if that is the case, because there wasn't a player after the game in any interview who didn't say that Chelsea played poorly. So you'd like to think it was. I don't know. Look, Chelsea were on such a good run. Maybe you get that tiny bit complacent. You take your foot off the gas a little bit because it's all coming quite easily because, you know, it's only a week and a bit out since they dismantled Juventus. And maybe your confidence gets to a point where you you do become complacent because it is coming all so easily to you. So... I expect Chelsea will be back on it tomorrow. I hope they are. Uh, seemingly, we never seem to do that well at a London Stadium uh, since West Ham moved there. So it'd be nice to, to go there and actually produce a performance, um, even though it is still probably going to be a bit of a patched up side with, with the injuries a little bit. Mm, it is. Now, moving to uh, other news this week. Uh, obviously, we had the, the, well, ironically, the Ballon d'Or announcements were kind of going on while we were doing the show weren't they JK on Monday as yeah, I recall yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I think uh, Jorginho got on the podium he, he got a, got a third play a bronze medal apparently and uh, and Golo Kante was fifth Mason Mount was 19th and I think Cesar Aspilicueta was 29th and I don't know where Lukaku was but somewhere in between all of that perhaps but uh, um, but we won the club of the year I'm not quite sure what to make of that. I mean, obviously, I, I make us club of the year every year, you know, but what were they trying to tell us? So we, we can't give you, we can't give Jorginho the Ballon d'Or because obviously there's a contract that says that Messi has to get it, but we'll give you the club of the year so that you don't complain too much. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. That's that simple. Who, who, not, you know, who really cares at the end of the day? What, well, there is that. Um, yeah, the Chelsea won Club of the Year because I guess they won the Champions League and the Super Cup. So, yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I, look, I'm not that fussed about the Ballon d'Or in the slightest. I know look, it is important to players, and I understand that. Um, and it would have been nice for Chelsea to have a Ballon d'Or winner as a as a selling point to a potential signings that you can come here and you can win the Ballon d'Or. You don't have to go to Real Madrid or, or Barcelona. Um, or PSG. Yeah. I mean, Messi didn't win that award because of what he did at PSG. No, 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 in I know. The slightest. Then why um, on earth did he win the Ballon d'Or? Well, they were trying to they were trying to use his, uh, you know, winning a trophy finally for Argentina as the, yeah, as the yeah, reason. Yeah. I, yeah, he won the Copa America and he pretty much dragged an awful Barcelona side uh, along last season. I, I'm never going to begrudge Messi winning it because I do think he's the best football I've ever seen, and uh, he's the only player I've wow. ever made a deliberate journey to go and watch. Um, but yeah, I feel, I, I feel bad for saying this then, Adam, that, that I think that Azier Del Horno should have been given the Ballon d'Or for trying to put him into the <laughs> Matthew Harding upper. But that's just me, I suppose. <laughs> I've come around to Messi since then. I was as angry as you guys, I'm sure. There we go. Um, the other news, of course, is that the Club World Cup draw was made. And uh, I'm trying to make sense of it now. But from what I understand, Adam, and I know and actually Football London have been brilliant on this all week. But from what I understand... Uh, we've got to play the TV station, um, you know, Al Jazeera, right? Or, or maybe not a team. Maybe they are a no. football team. I don't know. But uh, it's, Al- it's, it's, TB, it's TBC, basically. We don't know who we're playing. All oh, right. Okay. So we're gonna, we are gonna we either play Al Jazeera, Al Hilal or Auckland City, right? 
because we obviously go straight through to the semi-final. <laughs> I'm yeah. looking forward to your opposition views of those. Yeah, I, 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 mate, I've got contacts out there. We'll we'll sort it. Don't you worry about that. Um, yeah, all I, three, all three. Well, I, well, I mean, look, <laughs> if it all goes to plan, we we beat a Mickey Mouse side in the semi, and then we end up playing uh, the all-new Palmeiras, apparently, uh, who won the uh, the South American bit. Uh, I don't know an awful lot about them, but I tell you what, I will do, people. Uh, the uh, one or two people who are listening, um, we've got mates in Brazil, so I'll get I'll get Felipe to uh, I'll do a Zoom with Felipe, and we'll we'll because he'll he'll know about them. I mean, funnily yeah. enough, I think we did it when we played Corinthians in the in the last one because I think actually Felipe, who's an old friend of the show from years back, he's actually a Corinthians fan, so uh, he was a bit conflicted that evening. But anyway, so I mean, we'll we'll play a semi final against either. As I said, Al Jazeera, Al Hilal, or, or Auckland City, and I think that's on the ninth of February. And then three days later, on the Wednesday, we would play if we beat them, which one would hope we would. We'd, we'd probably play Palmeiras. I can't remember who's on the other side of the draw, Adam. Oh, here we go. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Uh, the other side of the draw is Monterey, uh, and I'm now lost. So there we go. Whatever. Well, Monterey, Palmeiras. No, I'm talking bollocks, aren't I? Or, or are Monterey in it? Do you know, Adam? the top of my head no I'm okay sorry. i think they are i mean the thing is you know i mean obviously it's a way away yet but the real how, how seriously do you think that tuchel will take it and how seriously do you think chelsea should take it i imagine tuchel will take it seriously as he always does he says you know if chelsea are in a competition they're in it to win it so and you know it's two it's two games to to win a trophy chelsea have never won before um and to have the label as world champions so in that perspective, I want Chelsea to go and win it because being able to call yourself world champions is not something that comes easy. Um, as I said, it's something they've never done before. It would probably be the final big tro- uh, trophy to, to lift and to have in, in the trophy cabinet at Stamford Bridge. So, yeah, I hope I hope Chelsea take it seriously and I hope they win it. I wonder, I wonder a lot of dependent if we get past Brentford as well in the, um, the Caribou Cup because semi-finals are going to be that sort of time as well. So if you lose to Brentford... Maybe you know that might make a difference, but I think also it's going to be like it's going to be a week of warm weather training as well because they're going to be going to the Emirates and it's not a ridiculous time difference. So spend a week in warm weather doing some nice. They're training. playing it at be... Arsenal, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. They've never seen. They haven't seen each other for a long time. But I think just the warm weather training would be good. Good for the soul. Um, it's a winnable tournament, and as, as I'm saying, you know, it, it completes. We literally have won everything if we win that. So I think I'll take it seriously. I think the club wants to win it after fat Spanish waiter fucked up well, in 2012. You, you nailed it, Dan. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm still pissed off about that because I, I desperately wanted us to win it. I mean, Tuchel actually has said this. I think he said it back in October that, um, you know, I am going to take it seriously because you can only compete in this if you win the European Cup. So, you know, by virtue of that, it's it's worth having a crack at it. And I'm really pissed off at Benitez for, I mean, for many reasons, but that was, you know, one of the biggest ones that we had the chance to win it then and he blew it by being such a shit manager. So, you know, it is the one we haven't got and I and I really I really desperately want us to win it. My worry, JK, is that, you know, we're, what, two games into the month of hell with all of these fixtures that we've got to play. We've We've got injuries coming out of every orifice. Uh, and it's already, and we're not, we're not, you know, we're only two games into this ten match spell. So, what on earth are we going to be like come February? And Mendy's missing, and maybe Ziyech. Uh, but I, I, I think other clubs will have problems as well. I don't think it's as um, clear cut as that. I don't think it's as as um, Chelsea centric as that. I think other clubs have got people to go off to the uh, 
the African nations. Well, Liverpool are going to lose Salah, aren't they? Going to lose absolutely, and um, Mane, Mane, as well, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I, I think they'll all have injuries. I just don't think that. I think it's just it's happening to us now. I think this is this season. It's just a, it is is particularly with all the the fixtures. It's it's managing all of that. And I think there may be a couple that we have to say goodbye to. But I think there are some highly important ones that I think we'll have. Uh, well, I hope we will. I hope we'll have the best team available for. Yeah. We've also got we've got the transfer window before that the uh, couple yeah, of well. good so point. Could, could, if we're de- if we're desperate or we're really sure we could bring in one or two, or if we've got any players with you know loans they can call back, we can, might, might find ourselves bringing back up the loan loan yeah. army. I can think I think can think of two immediately, Dan. Funnily enough, so can okay. I? Yeah, right. Um, that's about it for this part. I think otherwise we will outstay our welcome with uh, Adam, who I know has got uh, probably much better things to do than waffle onto us on a Friday evening. Um, as always, Adam, it's an absolute delight to see you. Yeah, you too, guys. Thanks for having me on, as always. It's always, uh, always a joy. Good stuff. Well, our pleasure. You know, always great to hear your depth of knowledge on a Friday evening. Uh, we'll see you again, I hope, very, very soon. Uh, and until then, uh, we're going to have a quick break because uh, coming up after this, we've got the opposition view. Cheech. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast preview show. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge, and of course, it's now time for this. The Opposition View. 
That's right. We've got the opposition view. And uh, this week, obviously, we're playing West Ham United. So we've got a West Ham United fan. And I'm delighted. So we've got an old mate of ours, an old mate of mine, stretching back to the old love sport days. It's the uh, it's the wonderful Will Pugh. Hello, Will. How are you? Chizzy, how are you, mate? Heady days indeed, weren't they? The love sport radio days in yeah. that stuffy little studio in Southwark. Me and you, Sunday afternoons, wonderful stuff. I know. Well, what, what else are you going to do on a Sunday afternoon or something like that? <laughs> uh, so there you go. So um, how are you and how are we our West Ham podcast? Yeah, I'm doing very well, mate. Yeah, just uh, got, got a new... I'm, I'm south of the water now, Chidgy. I've just moved. South I know. of the river? Goodness me. South, I'm, a, south, I'm definitely not a South London boy, but um, <laughs> yeah, I've had some uh, had some tradesmen in my new flat this week and uh, a few looks of disgust at the West Ham paraphernalia dotted around all over the place. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm doing well. The podcast is going from strength to strength, mate. Um, yeah, done. Uh, got uh, for the the best charitable campaign. Got nominated for the final at the um, football content awards a couple of months ago. Me and Jonesy went along too, which was uh, brilliant stuff. And yeah, yeah, listening numbers are good. We're enjoying it. I mean, it's just uh, I think. West Ham fans at the moment, mate, want to inhale and absorb as much West Ham content as they can because the team's playing so well. I'm sure you find a similar thing, a spike when when Chelsea are playing well, and if they're yeah. not so much, people perhaps go, oh, "I don't want to, don't want to hear about well, it." Well, I, I was going to say, I think I think our shows are much better when we play rubbish. Actually, for some reason, yeah, <laughs> same, yeah. But, you know. but uh, I'm, I was funny enough. That's the first thing I was going to ask you. Actually, it was. Uh, you know, clearly West Ham are doing brilliantly at the moment. And I mean, how surprised uh, are you just how well Moyes in particular and West Ham United are doing this season? Not so much this season, mate. Last season, I think I remember I came, I came on your show, your Friday night show mm. last year. Um, and to be honest, mate, that, that's some of the most positive feedback I've got from any of the stuff, stuff I've done. Even my own podcast, uh, a couple of Chelsea fans saying they enjoyed the chat, as did I. And I think last year, mate, I think, it was probably slightly more of a surprise, I would say. Um, I was one of those, as so many fans were, I'm not one to be too proud to admit that I was underwhelmed and slightly disgruntled when David Moyes got a second shot, a second crack at the whip at West Ham. Um, but look at it now, Chidji, I'm, I'm more than happy to eat humble pie. And the fact that we're doing well again this season isn't as much of a surprise as last year's was. Uh, I think what David Moyes has done, and which is so reassuring, is that it's no longer a surprise when West Ham do well because he's he's instilled his system into every single member of the squad, albeit a thin squad. Uh, and I am uh, I've got reservations and negatives to talk about on that side of things. But as far as the squad goes, Chigi, uh, like David Moyes has taught every single player the way of his playing or his style of play. So whoever it is who's playing knows how to play. We're hard to beat. A uh, few comparisons to his old Everton sides. And that is really what it feels like at the moment, mate. It's, it's entertaining football. There's no one real big star. Obviously, Declan Rice is an outstanding footballer. Um, but it's not, I, I don't know, it just feels balanced and just, uh, yeah, just like it's sustainable is the word, mate. It's sustainable. It doesn't feel like before where, you know, we're sort of flashing the pan stuff or we're relying on one big player. Um, it just yeah, it just feels good, and I'm no longer surprised. The fact that the games we've lost this season, we haven't lost by more than one goal this season, uh, and I, I'm not sure on this stat, mate. So if there are any eagerly eared Chelsea fans listening, um, they tell me it's wrong. I believe it's a calendar year 
in this calendar year, we haven't lost by more than one goal wow. in the Premier League, I think. Which, again, mate, that you know, that's not West Ham, is it? That's everyone, at least one team, gets a 5-0 off of us every season. Well, well we've all been there. Uh, it's interesting, actually, because it's... it's uh... You're right, actually. There is a lot to kind of remind you of what Moyes was like at Everton. And I think I think Moyes is an outstanding manager, actually. And like a lot of English managers, he's, he's hugely underestimated. But I think he's really adept at, at, at putting a team together with a limited amount of resources and basically getting them to punch above their weight. He did it at Everton, got them into the Champions League, if you remember. And he's doing the same with West Ham. So, you know, in, in a sense, perhaps none of us really should be surprised. What what I find interesting, and I mean, you know, this might annoy you, but hey ho, um, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've I've grown up with West Ham mates for years and years and years telling me about the West Ham way, you know, and the academy and all of that stuff, you know, which is basically really good passing football with an attacking uh, mindset, right? And I mean, I'm not saying that Moyes is, is negative because I don't think he is, but it, I don't think he he plays the West Ham way. His his sides, as you said, are built on really good defence physicality you know you get a lot of goals from set pieces uh, and it's a really good team ethic so I mean how does that go down with some of the purists ah, honestly mate I, I, West Ham of that West Ham way it is a thing like there's yeah. you know it, it comes from somewhere but it comes from a long time ago yeah. the, like, the like six- Tottenham winning the league you know well, exactly, but like the 60s, 70s and 80s, and even a little bit under Harry Redknapp, to be fair, it wasn't necessarily successful. But we had players like Paolo Di Canio, you had Freddie Canute, Paul Kitson, Trevor Sinclair, Ayo Berkovic, like classy, Yossi Benio, and classy technical players uh, who entertained the fans. It's not always been about being good. Um, but what we're doing well, Chidge, and football fans up and down the land uh, will surely empathise with me here, we're just doing the things that every football fan thinks every Premier League team should be able to do. Mm. The basic things, pass to each other, shut down, run around a lot and try hard in every single game. And honestly, it's so easy, isn't it? We all sit there if, if our teams, especially when they're in a bad spell, going, how are they not shutting him down? He's 10 yards away. And it's just the simple things done well, mate. So it's not... and. I'd defy anyone to tell me that Jared Bowen, Pablo Fornells, who's a really technical, skillful player, Saeed Benrahma, Jesse Lingard last season. The fact that we're now all of a sudden hard to beat, which we haven't always been, that combined with the attacking flair that we do still have and our ability dried up a little bit in the last few games, but on the whole, since Moyes has been there to put the ball in the net, that that oh, that's the West Ham way, if you ask me, of, of old. The West Ham way for the last 20 years has been abject mediocrity uh, <laughs> and watching players like Jonathan Spector, David Bellion, Kepa Blanco and Jonathan Cagliari pull on the Claret Blue shirt. <laughs> I, I'm not having that as a West Ham way. Just, yeah, doing simple footballing principles like yeah. like I said passing tackling hard running it's, it's just it's great stuff mate yeah and I, I think you're right I think all, all supporters minimum requirement is that the, the players put a shift in I mean I, I mean you know you, I go back quite a way and I remember in the 80s funnily enough I've spoken to quite a few of the, the Chelsea players from the kind of late 70s and early 80s and and they and they've actually admitted to me that they were shit you know they knew it, yeah. but they put they put everything into it. They put their heart and soul into it, and we loved them for it, even though they were shit and we were shit. You know they mm. they put in a shift, and actually minimum requirement you have to do that. And I think you're right. I think you know you can have all the flair in the world, 
I mean, it's like United with, with Ronaldo, you know, the fact that he won't press and he won't do anything else. I mean, OK, he scores great goals. It's a really interesting balance, isn't it? But uh, mm. I kind of, I'm with but you on that. Just one final point quickly, mate. I won't labour it too much, but point to me a team like Manchester City particularly and Chelsea yourselves as well. Like, point to me a successful team who aren't really good defensively. Or, or, or who work hard. Yeah, Manchester City yeah. lose the ball. And within seconds, they're into a really compact block. The players who aren't within 15 yards, because the players who are within 15 yards are swarming on the person with the ball. Everyone else sprints back to get into a tight, compact block behind the ball. And then when they inevitably win it back, they go again. It's the same with Chelsea. You're really... All teams do that these days, don't yeah. they? The good teams. The good teams. Yeah. They've got the ball. They attack expansively, and then they revert back into a defensive right. block That's and work right. hard. Exactly. Exactly that. I mean, I remember Pep, Pep's Guardiola's Barcelona were like that. If they lost the ball, they had three players back on to try and win it back. I mean, you know, and everybody goes straight around, away. Everybody goes around saying, "Oh, it was all tick attacker." They worked hard, and they would press hard, mm. and they would try and win the ball back quickly. That's all good teams do. That totally agree, mate. Um, I mean, talking of players, I mean, I think you've got some very good players, actually, and you mentioned a few of them, but Declan Rice is clearly the cream of the crop, right? He's been your best player for a while. Yeah, you'd agree with that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I did. I would say that. So, yeah. what? I mean, you know, there's been so much speculation, hasn't there, about, oh, Chelsea is supposed to be in for him and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, you know, I don't know the extent to which Chelsea really were in for him in the summer, but I think West Ham put a price tag on him that put them off. But, I mean, do you think West Ham would sell him? Is there a price they'd sell him for? Yeah, I think so. I, 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 and it sounds silly, right? And and people go, uh, but last year it was like 100 million was being bandied about. And then David Moyes in an interview earlier this season said, blimey, someone could have got Declan Rice for a bargain in this, a bargain 100 million in the summer. And he's worth 150 now, mainly because of the, uh, you know, obviously like Grealish going, um, had, had the money talk being talked about for Harry Kane. And before anyone gets on me, I'm not saying he's at that level or whatever. But he's in a different position, which is a more sought-after position anyway. He's English, he's young, et cetera, et cetera. He's younger than uh, both of those guys we I just mentioned mm-hmm. then. Uh, and the thing is, mate, people go, oh, he's not worth 150 million. Okay, well, don't pay that. He's worth that to us, our club, our asset. He and he. So if you don't think he's worth that, then there isn't a deal to be made. That's fine. You don't have to shout. At it. It's like the same with Daniel Levy, isn't it? Like. I know the decision has somewhat backfired and I do think there's a balance where if Declan starts making noises saying I want to go, then you have to be realistic with the price because I think what happens at Tottenham, I think you're better off getting 20 or 30 million less than you value a player at and not having all this fallout. I mean, anyone who argues and tells me it wasn't, it was the good a better decision to keep Harry Kane now doesn't know anything about football, if you ask me. And so that's, there is obviously a balance, but um I honestly think he's worth so much to the team, Chidge, and he's happy there, man, as well. And I'm not saying that he hasn't got ambitions, but at the, certainly last season, West Ham are matching them. This is his first season playing in the Europa League. He's never played in Europe before. He's captain in the side, an opportunity he definitely wouldn't get anywhere else. Um, he's playing every single one of our games with the ones he wants to play. He's an excellent Nick. And I know it might seem laughable at this stage, but we are fourth. There is a chance, you know, I'm not massively fearing Arsenal or Tottenham. Manchester United will probably improve under Renick, I think. But it's it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we're in with a sniff of the Champions League within a few games to go. I'm not saying we'll do it, but 
you know, I, I think if that were to happen, if we were to invest properly in January and recreate some of the form we have this season and last, and then you're in that conversation and maybe we do sneak it, then he's not, that's another year he's not leaving for. Mm. And all of a sudden the club is sort of on the way up at the same level as Declan is. It's not harming his England chances. He's, I, I do think we need to give him a new contract quickly. I'm a bit worried how, about how many, him. How many years has he got left, do you think? He's got quite a few left. I think it's like three and a half now. Mm. Um, three and a half to four, but he's only on like 65 grand a week. So only, I, I wouldn't mind that. But in comparison, I think Yarmolenko is our highest earner um, and it's on, it's, that's north of a hundred, I believe. Um, Anderson and Haller, who we've now sold, were on in the region of 140. Mm. So he should be our highest earner. That baffles me a bit, but he chose not to sign a new contract. I think we should go again in the summer, but, Look, I, what's the point, man? If if you can, I, if you spend your whole time as a football fan of a smaller club talking about when your good players are going to leave rather than enjoying what they're doing right now, there's no point in football, is there? Mm. If it's just a inevitability of oh, people say that, oh, well, when will he leave? All right, yeah, he might do one day, but I don't want to spend the time he is with the club spend all my time talking about it or worrying about it. He's happy now. We're playing good football. These are the first for West Ham fans. Anyway, this is the best football I've seen in my life. And I'm 30. It's close to the best football my dad's seen in his life. And he's 57. I'm just enjoying it, man. If Declan Rice goes in a year or two, he goes, but enjoy it. I'm not going to let yeah, the, yeah. that thought ruin what's going on now. Quite right. I mean, you, you could say the same about us and, and, and hazard in a way. So, Definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, so basically we're going to have to wait about three years. You reckon then? Yeah, or or he'll just... <laughs> I don't know. I can't see him going to Chelsea, mate. Really? Man United is the one. Man United, desperate. if they don't go all out for him in the summer, then they are foolish. Fred and McTominay, are you joking? Well, quite. Tell I mean, me he wouldn't improve their team. Their need, their need is greater. You can definitely say that. Um, definitely. But he's got links with Chelsea. Obviously, he was in the academy there, and I know he's good mates of Mason Mount for whatever that's worth. But, you know, we've got... Uh, I mean, you also I, snubbed him at fourteen, didn't well, you? Well, you could Kept say exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Will you could? I don't think that's true, but it, it might be for all we know. Who knows? Yeah, he hates Chelsea. Yeah, no, he can't he stand he, he loves he loves Mason Mount. <laughs> he loves Chelsea really. But uh, the, the bottom line is, is that right now you would say our need is not as great as uh, Man United's. But then having not seen, even close. No, but having seen, uh, you know, we've got the best two, arguably the best two midfielders of their type in the world at the moment, anchoring our midfield in Jorginho Definitely, and Kante. Yeah. So we do, do we need Rice now? No, but I, I mean, I think a lot of us have got one eye on, on Kante thinking, how long has he really got left? He's already picking up a lot more injuries. I mean, he's out uh, tomorrow, uh, so that's, that's for sure. So you're thinking, hmm. But on the other hand, so Rice would be, a, I think, a perfect you know replacement for Kante, although they're very different players. They are, um, yeah. But um, we've also got Billy Gilmore waiting in the wings. And I mean, I think Billy Gilmore's a superb player. I really do. Is he as good as Rice? Who knows? He's, he's you know, he's got well, a long no, way to there, go. There isn't a who, do you think there's a who knows at the moment? The answer's no. Well, the, at, the, at the moment, the answer's absolutely no. But uh, yeah. who's to say in three or four years he might not develop into being a player as good as Rice? I mean, he's held in a huge, huge regard by a lot of people who know their onions. So, mm. you know, who knows? So we've got, and we've got Conor Gallagher as well, you know. So, um, mate, he, I would, if he can't cut it at Chelsea I've been saying that to anyone who'll listen I would love to sign yeah, him yeah. absolutely he would be a brilliant signing for West Ham yeah. yeah well if he doesn't come back to Chelsea 
and get into the first team next season, I will be I will eat my hat because I mean. Do you really think he's good enough, mate? Again, with the players you've mentioned there. Well, yeah, yeah, because we don't have a player like Conor, Conor Gallagher. He's he's a genuine box to box goal scoring midfielder. The last mm. box to box goal scoring midfielder we had was Frank Lampard. Yeah. And I think he's, he, I mean, who knows if he'll be as good as Frank was. I mean, he, he's got a long way to go to do that, but he might be, mm. you know. You look at their age and what they've done, they're very similar in terms of assists and goals. They both got yeah. first picked for England when they were 21. I mean, you know, the comparisons are there to be made. I'd have him, I mean, I'd have him now, but I mean, you know, I, I realistically, he'll come back in the summer and hopefully hopefully Tuchel's as true as his word because Tuchel says that he likes him and he's seen what he's been doing because we don't have a player like that. So there we go. The Palace move has seemed good for his development as well, hasn't it? Yeah. Sorry, mate. No, on. that's all right. No, 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 fine. I mean, and, and I, I mean, I, I, funnily enough, I first kind of really started seeing how good he was when we were at Love Sport because for some bloody mm. reason, every time we were doing our show on a Friday night, they had a Charlton game on the box. <laughs> so yeah. I was sitting there more focused about him him and he was brilliant then you know yeah. and he's only about 18 17 18 but there we go we digress um another talking of Chelsea players and, and West Ham players and who goes between what and the other uh you bought Kurt Zuma in the summer I'm, I was a big fan of Kurt largely because his middle name is happy so you know if, <laughs> if Kurt's happy I'm happy was what we used to say because uh, he was a hell of a character and, and I, I thought a really good Premier League player I think I think given the players that we have in our defence now and the way that we want to play, I think that he was always going to come up a bit short. But I did love him to pieces. And, you know, I'm I'm glad he got a move to a decent club, you know, uh, rather than going somewhere really horrible. Um, mm. But how, how's he been for you lot? Are you, do you like what you see? Are you happy that... Uh, no pun intended. Are you happy that you bought Happy? Yeah, he's superb, Chidge. Absolutely brilliant. It was just what we needed, you know... Uh, Michael Dawson was fantastic and I won't hear a bad word said about him. He still hasn't put a foot wrong this season, but it was one of those where it, it felt the analogy I would use. It felt a bit like if you've got like, I don't know, a, a, a BMW three series that you've had about 15 years sitting on the drive. It's a really nice car always like, and, and it's you know driving really well still, blah, blah, blah. And then someone offers you a Ferrari. Yeah. You will feel bad on the BMW, but you'll take the Ferrari and it will be better. And that was the case with Zuma and Dawson. It was like, it's a shame because you don't, you didn't want to bomb him out of the team because he didn't deserve to be bombed out because he's playing the best football of his career and he was doing a great job for West Ham. Uh, but it was, a, it was a brilliant signing, brilliant signing. I think we got good value for him as well. I was really surprised that A, Chelsea were willing to let him go. I appreciate he wasn't getting in the team, so perhaps he wanted more game time. Um, but also that there, was, there wasn't perhaps a team with, with slightly higher pedigree that were willing to take him. I don't know, I assume he just likes it in London. Uh, saw West Ham on the up. I'm sure we're paying him a few quid. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's slotted right in straight away. It's a shame Ogbonna's got injured, but now him and Dawson are playing together. They look really solid still. Yeah, his first game... I think it was the Man United game, uh, his debut for us. He was phenomenal. It was I've never seen anything like it. He was brilliant. He was just so athletic as well. His reading of the game, yeah, I, I think he's class. I haven't. I mean, Ogbonna is underrated majorly as well. He does. He's eight to nine out of ten every single week in a similar fashion. And I don't. I don't think there's loads between them other than their age, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, shame he's got injured. But yeah, brilliant signing. Mm. Uh, I thought he would have scored more by now. Scored his first goal against Liverpool, which was absolutely amazing. Did he score the winner. Did he score the winner. Header. Yeah, it's a header. Yeah. Header at the uh, far post corner, swung in past the flappy hands of Allison. And uh, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. No, I was surprised, mate. That I know he was getting in all the time under Lampard, and Rudiger was ousted. Uh, Tuchel, what 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 was it that, that meant Tuchel preferred Rudiger? Then what, what um, parts of this our, play are you mentioning? Our whole game has re- is really built on on passing out from the back and being comfortable on the ball. And uh, I'm not saying that Zuma's uncomfortable on the ball, but I, I I've watched him for many years, and I'm telling you now that. Compared to Chaloba, who's been a real, uh, you know, breath of fresh air this year, nobody expected to see him come straight in and do so well. He's been brilliant, but he can play. He can play out. Silver is uh, already, even though he's only been with us a couple of seasons, I'd say he's one of the best defenders I've ever seen at Chelsea. He's, he really? plays, like, yeah. He he plays like wow. a he plays like a sweeper. So he cleans yeah. everything up. He controls the entire game. He organizes everybody. He's a great leader. But he can play football, mate. So he's often the instigator of attack. So, you know, you, you know what they say about defenders when they, they kick the ball out, it's a long ball. His aren't. His are long passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 50-yard passes to feet. I mean, he's he's phenomenal, mate. And he's absolutely, everybody loves him because he's a real character, but he's a hell of a player. So you've got Silva, yeah. you've got Andreas Christensen, who was one of the best players in the European Championships, and he's really maturing into a really good, again, ball-playing central defender. And you've got Antonio Rudiger. Now he's probably the least comfortable on the ball, but he's pretty bloody good, and he's a hell yeah, of. I'm I mean, surprised. You know, yeah. So you know, you look at that, and you say, well, how how can Zuma get in when you know that he's probably the least comfortable on the ball? Which mm. is what I saw when he when he played for Chelsea. You know, his passes would go awry, his control was a bit off sometimes, and I also thought that sometimes you know he would get exposed. I mean, I think he was possibly better in a four than he was a three. So well, he, that's, yeah, he's yeah. playing in a four now, yeah. yeah. So when he, when he played as the central defender in a three, he would quite often get exposed, or a, any of the back three, really. So, you know, because mm. I just think he wouldn't, he would, his concentration would dip a bit sometimes, you know, he'd be caught, caught in possession, you know, these kinds of things. But that yeah. said, I, I still think, I still think he's, a good, he's a good defender. He's a good Premier League defender, you know. So I'm not surprised to hear what you're saying, actually, that he's doing a really good job for you. He's one of the best centre backs, like you said about Silva. He's one of the best centre backs I've seen at West Ham wow. in for for a long, long time. He's only been there soon. Aaron Cresswell was on talks, but only this morning, singing his praises as well. So yeah, I think a superb bit of business for West Better Ham. Better than there. Julian Dix. Well, this you were talking a bit. Uh, it's generational stuff, isn't it? I don't know about that. Slightly different type. Julian, and you, but you had Rio, you, you had Rio Ferdinand at West Ham for God's sake, and really. Thomas Repka. Yeah, Thomas Repka. Yeah. Sebastian Schemmel, my two all-time yeah. favourite hammers. Bobby Moore, far too early for you. So yeah, let's, let's yeah, not yeah, even go. So. Let's not even go anywhere near Robert <laughs> Chelsea Moore, shall we? No. <laughs> um, anyway, mate, look, we've got uh, we've got you away to you tomorrow. Um, I mean, what worries you from a West Ham point of view about playing Chelsea tomorrow? Um, it's peculiar, really, because I don't I don't know because you seem to you you seem to play like West Ham do but like obviously a, a Rolls-Royce version of it it seems to me like a very similar style of playing and, and an approach uh, like defensively sound is obviously the sort of first and foremost but you attack from the wings Reese James's form is obviously superfluous at the moment there isn't really enough words to use about saying how well he's playing 
that would be a concern. Although Aaron Cresswell, again, another man who's playing the best football of his career. He was really good for us before, like pre had a big injury. He wasn't the same for four or five seasons and there was talk that he'll be on the way out soon. He's been reinvigorated. So down that left-hand side, Pablo Fornells works like a pack horse going back. So I've got no concerns that the West Ham haven't got the desire down the wing back sides, both wings and with the support from the attackers to defend appropriately against that threat. Uh, Jorginho and Kante in the middle. Rice obviously is, is a huge bonus. So I'm not worried about that. Suchek's been up and down. He's finding his feet again slowly, but as far as Chelsea goes, mate, honestly, and I've said this to you before, I really look forward to playing Chelsea. I haven't got that sort of deep rooted hatred. It's a, a rival. Probably That's why you're favorite. on the show, mate. Yeah. But it's probably <laughs> one of my favorite rivalries. It's a game I really look forward to and I enjoy it. Um, all my Chelsea fans are like nice, normal blokes who I like enjoy having a laugh with and know what they're talking about, about football. Um, so I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. I've got a sneaky feeling we're going to get something out of the game. Your form the last couple of games, as I understand it, has not been ideal. Neither is ours. And I think it could be quite a bit of cancelling each other out. Um, and then I'll put it this way. Again, if we lose, I think it will be by the odd goal. If we somehow sneak a win, I feel like we've sort of used up all our luck by, well, not luck, but we've we beat Liverpool the other week. Calling for a win against Chelsea as well might be a little bit much. But um, no, I, I fancy it'll be a really entertaining, close, almost, almost cagey, like just cancelling each other out sort of game. But I'm, yeah, a, a proper decent occasion. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. So no, but very little fear, mate, in answer to your question. Not so well, much Well, OK, fear. well, that's that's good to hear. I mean, I, it's, I think it's going to be a tough match for us as well, actually. But... I think a lot of this is dictated by who we've actually got out at the moment, and we, we're really—I mm. mean, you know—we were we were we were appalling and abysmal anyway against Watford, but we were appalling and abysmal with a with a much I what we what we now realise was a much weakened team because mm. this guy Saul from uh, Atletico Madrid is just uh, <laughs> that's quite hilarious. That he is just—it <laughs> reminds me of uh, of Graham Sooner saying Ali Dier from YouTube for <laughs> Southampton. Somebody's looked at the YouTube clips and thought he was decent. Because I've heard from a lot of people who know their Spanish football that he's a really decent player, but yeah. he looks so out of his depth. And he got he got subbed at half-time again. He did against Villa. Mm. Interestingly enough, for the same kind of reason, which it would be easy to say because he's shit, but interestingly enough, Watford and Villa both uh, had three... You know, they basically outnumbered us in midfield. So they had three in midfield, as, as did Watford. And they pressed very aggressively and mm. were very physical and he just couldn't cope with it and I think that's yeah. what happened against Watford as well he won't be playing so I'm I'm I'm, I'm sure of that uh Jorginho yeah Jorginho's coming back from an injury but I would imagine he would absolutely start but Kante's still out Ben mm. Chilwell is still out which means you'll have Alonso on the left uh, wing back position um I rate I, him though Chidge what yeah. do you think well He's a bit he's a bit hit and miss, I think. There have been times mm. when he's been absolutely brilliant for us, and there have been times when he's been absolutely awful, and there have been times when he's been thoroughly exposed. So three mm. kind of things. And I mean what, what what teams will do to expose him is either rinse him for pace because he hasn't got any or Jared Bowen. Yeah. Or they'll just you know, they'll get a wing back to sit on him so he can't get out. All right, so that's that's his weaknesses that get exposed. But I mean, at the beginning of the season when Chilwell was injured, he was fantastic. He was, yeah, he was getting, good. Yeah, he's a great, he's great 
up front, but you know, dodgy going back. That's the trouble. Mm. And I think, you know, so, I mean, as I said, I don't dislike Alonso. I, I, I recognise that he's been really, really good for us. But then suddenly Ben Chilwell comes in and is on form and you realise, oh, bloody hell, he's a different gravy compared to Alonso. Yeah. And he is. And I think it's been no coincidence that we've suddenly hit the heights recently when you've had Chilwell and James as the wingbacks and they've been yeah, terrific. Yeah. But Chilwell's out, obviously. Chiloba picked up a, a hamstring injury against Watford. Defence, I'm not so worried about. I suspect what you'll get... I, I, hopefully, they'll wheel Silver out again if his legs are still working. Um, so, it'll be Rudiger, Silva, and uh, and uh, Christensen on the right. I wouldn't bother, mate. The way Antonio's playing recently, I wouldn't bother playing with any centre-backs and you'll still keep a clean sheet. You'll be absolutely Well, I've fine. heard he hasn't scored a goal recently at all, has he? Like, uh, that... not, for, not for ages. He I scored think that brilliant like, goal not... for Jamaica, didn't he? Yeah, 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 those he's used his he's used yeah. up both of his yeah. goals for the month. I don't think he's scored. I think it's nine games now wow. he's scored in for West Ham. It's a bit of a drought. But I, th- I think what you'll find is you'll get Jorginho and, and Loftus Cheek. That would be my guess as to who will start in midfield. He won't change mm. from the three four three or the three four uh, two one. That's for sure. Well, I say that Tuchel always throws a bit of a curveball at us when we predict anything, but. Uh, I think up front is where it will be interesting what he goes for there because we've got a lot of options. Although, in fact, they're all fit now, so who knows what he'll go for? I mean, I hope he'll he'll choose Havertz, and I hope he'll choose Mount, and I suspect he'll choose Ziyech because he likes him. And I think that'll be an interesting conundrum for you because you play four at the back, and the, you know you say com- comparing you know you you're comparing how we all play. I think actually if we if we if we if we have a style that's similar to anybody, I do think it's Liverpool. Because it's mm. built on the same things, you know. Really decent keeper, fantastic central defenders, two fantastic wing backs, and a very fluid three up front. No, no kind of proper number nine. You know, they all move around and they they all kind of play like number tens half the time. So mm. it's very similar, and it's no and they press. You know, it's all about an aggressive press, which is very, very. You know, they both managed at Borussia Dortmund, so maybe it's no surprise, but. Uh, you know that's that's who I think the comparison is 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 to be made with. But who knows? He may pick Lukaku for all we know, who's got a great record against you lot, as you probably remember. Car, yeah, yeah, yeah. That will be bad news for us. No, I don't. I I just think it would be a good game, mate. Yeah. To be honest, be I tight. mean, Moises switched up recently between four and five at the back. Um, he, he switched five for when we played City not too long ago. Um. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I've just got, I've got confidence, Chidge, in in Moisey. You've got some decent players. Obviously, a few players out. We have got, we've hit a little bit of cloudy form, which is irritating. The Brighton draw was not deserved, and it did take a superb overhead kick from Neil Morpay to earn them a point in the week. But we weren't fantastic. But we could have been three new up if a couple of decisions had gone our way. So, I yeah, I I I back us not to get turned over. Put it that way, which always it's just exciting that way because even you, you always feel like you've got a chance of getting something. Which uh, in seasons gone by, there's been far too many games in a season where you just think, oh, I might as well write this one off. Yeah, I, I think you know, as as so often we're really you know games between two really good sides, and I and I think West Ham are a really good side this season. It's quite often all about the midfield and who wins the midfield battle. And I think, if, I mean, if you look at, if you call, if you call Rice and Suchek your midfield, all right, mm. in in terms of an equivalency to what we have, we have a two in midfield effectively because the others are just wing backs. Then that will be a really interesting battle, and I think it'll be Jorginho and Loftus Cheek against Rice and and Suchek, and this is quite mm. that's going to be quite an interesting matchup. I mean, physically, I'd say you probably more than have an edge, 
but I wonder if we might have more of an edge in terms of a skill factor because I mean Jorginho he's great at keeping possession and setting mm. things up and Loftus Cheek's a hell of a player actually mm. so it'll be, yeah it'll, yeah yeah be interesting won't it yeah absolutely man looking forward to it yeah cool go on then stick a number on it Will um I'm gonna go. We don't look like scoring at all, so I don't suppose you get many of these. But I'm gonna go nil nil, nil nil. Yeah, yeah. I just think might as well know we're not we're not firing uh, in attack that much recently. The, the the crowd at London Stadium has been getting behind West Ham even when they're putting in defensive performances. So there's not that you know we're not like being forced into unwise attacks, therefore leaving ourselves open by the crowd. Um, so yeah, we're comfortable sitting back. I, I, I'd like to sit, unless Antonio just finds some sort of form from absolutely nowhere. I'd be surprised if, if we, I don't think we'll score more than one. Um, yeah, I, I, I think if, if it's not a nil nil, I'll go nil nil, but it'd be the odd, odd goal. And I think set pieces will play a huge part in the game because you're no slouches from set pieces, are you in and around the box? Um, and we're pretty decent as well. So if there are goals, I imagine set pieces will play a big part. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that worries me, actually, about you lot. You're very, very good at that. Fornells is in-swingers and Suchek in there and some of the other yeah. big guys you have. Cress, is, Cresswell, he's yeah. back. He's brilliant yeah. from a dead ball. So, yeah, yeah I'm hoping for a nil-nil, Chidge. I think, uh, yeah, that's rather than hope, okay. rather than expectation. Well, I, I tell you what, you, I think you'll be right. I don't think there'll be a lot in it. In fact, I mean, historically, right, none of the last eight uh, of, of Chelsea's visits... To, to West Ham have produced a winner by more than a one goal margin yeah there we go so yeah. you know I think that I think there'll be a goal in it I mean obviously I hope it'll be a, a Chelsea goal that will be in it and we're hard to score against remember so yeah could be nip yeah. and tuck alright yeah, mate agree. great to see you as always uh, I wish you absolutely no luck tomorrow of course and uh, <laughs> but I do I do I do wish you luck for the rest of the season I hope, I hope you get that that you know top four spot actually uh, yeah. even though it means we might have to wait for Declan Rice for a while yet. But uh, I'd hate to see Arsenal, Spurs or United get it. So it'd be really good to see West Ham get it, I think. Oh, listen, mate, I'm hoping that Chelsea win the league out, oh, of, uh, out of you, Liverpool and City as <laughs> well. well. So <laughs> it's reciprocal. Excellent stuff. Well, good to see you, mate. And no doubt we'll see you, you again soon. You take care. Pleasure, Chidge. Enjoy the game, mate. Brilliant, I will do. Brilliant stuff from Will Pugh from We Are West Ham uh, there, uh, an old mate of ours, as I said. Uh, right, we're coming up in uh, part three in a minute, and we'll be telling you what we think is going to happen tomorrow. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge. And uh, as ever, I have the lovely Jonathan Kidd with me. Aruha! Lovely to see you, my old bean. You're looking very well tonight, I have to say. You reckon, considering? Yeah. Oh, thanks very much. I know, I know. I mean, I'm absolutely knackered. But I, I'm always... Well, you know, you've said this to me before. You know, the minute we do the fancast, it's like all that goes away. And you just kind of like get really up for it. It's funny. This is called it? It's Doctor Theatre from In My World. Is it? The minute you can go, you can be everything's wrong with you. But the adrenaline... Yeah. rushes and your performance and afterwards you collapse yeah yeah that's true actually i don't i'm always really pumped up after doing a show oh, yeah, i can't i can never go to sleep 
You know, it uh, has the opposite effect on me. That's good to know. So there we go. Anyway, we digress massively, obviously, because we do. Uh, we've also got the lovely Dan Silver on the show. Dan, great to see you, man. I haven't seen yes, you for a good while. Yes, I know. I'm back again on Monday. So you, like, yeah. We double it's, like do- for da- it's like waiting for Daniel Bus. It does. Yeah. I was going to say, we've got a double dose of Dan this weekend. Yeah. So there we go. But always good to see you too, mate. And as I said before we went on air, really sorry I didn't see you at the yeah. Cock on, uh, on last uh, Sunday. That was no, a... Good time with the Chicago lot with uh, Jonathan and his lovely wife Laura. So really I know nice. I miss Jonathan. I mean, I was texting yeah. him and stuff. It was a fucking nightmare. Anyway, there we go. Right, we're uh, now we're, we've moved away. I've let it go. I've let that go from last weekend. We now got to focus on uh, Chelsea going to uh, Stratford uh, uh, tomorrow. Early kickoff, of course. Now, I know we had a little bit of a tease about this early when uh, Adam was on, but uh, this is my team selection, J.K. I've actually done it in in big. It's it's actually almost you could almost read that. I've done it so big today, but I'm going to run it through. Right, this is what I reckon. Uh, this is what I reckon he'll pick. Um, I might have a couple of suggestions, but anyway, Mendy, Rudiger, Silver, Christensen, Alonso, Jorginho, Loftus Cheek, James, uh, Mount, Havertz, Ziyech. That's what I think he'll uh, pick. But my 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 reservations are, you know, maybe maybe you could choose Hudson Odoi or even, uh, yeah, you could choose Hudson Odoi at left wing back. Perhaps uh, I don't think he'll pick Saul, not in this game. Yeah. Um, and of course, you could say that there's a debate to be had as to whether he plays Lukaku, Werner, or Havertz. But I think Lukaku's not going to start. So that's my first. Pick. I'm going to go to you first, J.K., and then Dan. All right. Um, I, I like it, Chidge, very much. Um, I, I think Zayek is unlikely to play again uh, unless he plays in the Carabao Cup against Brentford. I you, think do you mean Zayek? Did I say Zayek? I meant you Saul. You meant sorry. Saul. I meant Saul. I'm so sorry. Um, I think Saul is unlikely to play again um, just because he really cannot cut it. Uh, and wanders about and looks unfit as well as not competing. Um, uh, I think um, there isn't anybody else, Rudiger, Silver and Christensen. I think they have to be the three that play. But they started off the Champions League final, so I think they're, they're good enough. Um, Alonso, as we've established, will probably be... And the thing is, the Hammers don't play that, that pressing game um, in the same way. They try and express themselves differently. So I think, it'll, I think Alonso would do OK in that environment. Um, my fear is cheek. He's got to play out of his skin, but I think he'll be given more of an opportunity because they won't be putting the same impact on him that uh, Watford did. Well, and Jorginho will, will the same I mean, with both. Same with the same. Both of them yeah. the same. Yeah. In fact, none of them cope well as we've established. Other than Silver, I think Silver copes very well within any environment as we've established because he's good enough. And I think Christensen, when the pressure is taken off him, actually can deal with the press pretty well. Um, but it was disappointing to see Rudiger just almost almost reverting to Rudiger um, pre-Lampard, um, pre, you know, before he was dropped. With, Again, with his... he had Alonso having a stinker in front of him. He did, he did indeed, you know? he did indeed. He did absolutely agree. It doesn't take agree. too many bricks to come out of the Jenga board for it to all fall down, does it? Is, um, is James um, fit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically Tuchel uh, said everybody's fit apart from Kovacic and Golo, Chilwell right, and right, right. Well, in which case, yeah, James will be there. I agree you'll play Zayek. And I think you'll play Havertz because I thought, as we've agreed, Brilliant. We, we came, I thought Havertz had a good game. Yeah. I think he's played well a lot. I think he's playing better and better, Havertz. I think he, he sort of gets it. And um, and I don't actually think he'll play Mason. I think he'll start with a doy and he'll bring he'll bring Mason on 
just because Mason otherwise is out of position, you know. On the other hand, Chidge, I also think, I think he actually, I think he'll play Adoy, Havertz and Mount and he'll bring Zayek on. Okay, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Dan, I know you wanted to come in. Yeah, I think, I say Callum might play wing back instead of Alonso. He's a bit more pace and I think he'll play Timo instead of um, Ziyech. So have Timo, Mount and Havertz. Mm. I think it's all about pace, you know, getting behind their you know, getting behind ball to fix. You know, like Zuma's like you know, Zuma's not great at the ball at his feet. So really run run at them, run at them and just use the pace. Don't you think um, he you not don't think he'll play Havertz then? No, I said Havertz, Werner and Mount as a three. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, Werner on the Callum, left, Mount on the right, Havertz. Yeah, I get you, I get you, I get you. Yeah, yeah so Cal Callum is a yeah, wing back. Yeah. I think Callum oh, the door left, left wing back. back. I think yeah, yeah. they're both coming forward again. Yeah. But then then you you've got those two, then you who, the argument who would then play against their they've got that what's his what's his name, the the winger Norwich, uh, um, Bowen. Yeah, they've got. Uh, him. Yeah, I think. Bowen, yeah, but I think he plays on, on their left, so Reece James having his pocket. But then if you've got, you know, you've got um, Reece James and Callum, the argument is you play Lukaku down to start because you know. But I don't. Good. I don't think so. I I, I think he's no, played what he played twenty minutes against United, which he didn't want him to do. He played yeah. ten minutes against Watford. I think he'll get half an hour, maybe no more yeah. than that. I don't think he's ready yet, and I think he doesn't look it actually, frankly. Yeah. I think, um, but he doesn't. But it, the, the thing about when he came on at Watford, he still attracts three players. You know, that's yeah, the yeah. thing. Well, yeah, he, he, he had a d couple of decent shots, but actually, he, he, he had no room. So yeah, so. actually, completely ignore what I said because I realised if you know, not, I don't think either West Ham centre backs are particularly good with their feet. They're good in the air. So if we, you know, zoom. You know what zoom is like in the air. So if we're putting crosses, zoom is going to win a lot yeah. of balls. So play, play to feet. I mean, behind them. the other thing about playing, you know, a fairly, you know, the fairly fluid front and quick front three uh, of, of whether it's Pulisic, Mount, uh, Werner, it doesn't matter what combination per se you're playing. They they play with four at the back, West Ham, and they've also lost their, uh, you know, um, set half. Yeah, I can never remember his. I can never pronounce his name actually. Ogbonna, Og that's it. They've lost yeah. him, and he's really key to them. So they've got Dawson partnered with Zuma at the moment. So I kind of like the idea of our front three because I mean they do use their fullbacks to you know not not quite as as wingbacks, but they do get forward. So the idea that we'll end up with our three on there too, I find quite appealing, particularly when their two can't really play football very well. Apologies, Kurt, but it's true. So that will be interesting. Um, Personally, I think the whole the whole thing really will depend on the midfield here because we're going to have, you know, if you take the wing backs out of the equation, we're going to have Jorginho and Ruben Loftus Cheek probably up against Suchek and Rice. Uh, that is going to be a very interesting tussle, I think, J.K. Because I think Rice is a superb player, and I also think Suchek's a superb player, but they're much more physical uh, than R two, and I wonder if that's going to be an issue. Um, I think I agree with you about Rice. I think he's playing out of his skin, isn't he? Um, uh, I think Suchek is, is, isn't very skillful. I think he's a very good, he, he, he comes up at set pieces. They're good at set pieces and he gets his head on the ball. But I, I, um, I, I, I think it's, it's not correct to make sort of pairings against people. I think it's just a question of whether, whether Tommy T looks at, uh, how to suppress what, whatever they're doing, which he seems to be very capable of doing. So he'll 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 find a way of stopping Rice and Suchek um, coming forward. I think, I hope. 
Um, uh, I don't know. If they, as I say, they don't play a pressing game, do they? They tend to play a, um, a well-organized defense. Uh, what is it? So what's he play? 4-3-3, four, four, three, three, does he not? 4-2-3-1. 4 2 Yeah. 4-2-3-1. Yeah, I think... I think so. You've um, got to be careful with Antonio because obviously yeah, he is, he's yeah. a terrific player. I mean, uh, what, yeah. what what they tend to do? I mean, this is the point. They've, the, I mean, Rice and Suchek. <laughs> I mean, I, I I said this to Will, didn't I? In the in the um, in the opposition view, you know, what's what's interesting is the fact that we've got you know two very skillful midfield players. I mean, Jorginho, as we know, keeps possession very very well, keeps it going, and Loftus Cheek's a very very skillful player. So we've got our our two skillful midfielders against two quite brutish midfielders, old school almost. Yeah, but what, don't you think that Cheek, Cheek can hold his own in that situation? Well, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. and because that's... I that, think it's being caught in possession is his main problem, but I think he's quite good at competing and driving absolutely. The, I mean, seen, the person who'd be perfect for this would be Kovacic, of course, but yeah. he's not... But we see. I totally agree with you, mate, and that's the most, that is probably, arguably, the most pleasing thing about Ruben's return, is that we're seeing Ruben, you know, as a, as a big unit again, where people are bouncing off him, and I, I love to see him play like that. So, yeah, he's no shrinking violet. But actually, what West Ham have got with Suchek and Rice, they they've got a very strong midfield screen. They're pretty solid defensively, but maybe not as skillful as ours are. Uh, and they've got a lot of quite, you know, they're quite speedy, and in, in, you've got a lot of ingenuity uh, on the counter attack. So. Be interesting to see how uh, Moisey sets up. I've got a few kind of facts and figures to tickle your fancy, I hope. Um, Chelsea, uh, West Ham haven't lost a league game at uh, their new, well, you know, whatever you call it, the new Upton Park. Uh, What is it, the Olympic Stadium or the London Stadium? London Stadium, I think. London, it's London, yeah. 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 All right, they haven't lost a league game there since October. Uh, and uh, in the, in London derbies across the last 12 months, they've won two, drawn three and lost two. Uh, this is a really interesting stat. None of the last eight of Chelsea's visits to West Ham have produced a winner by more than a one-goal margin. And in that time, we've won three, drawn one and lost four. Uh, so there we go. And uh, yes, Tuchek scoring is a good omen for West Ham as they haven't lost any of his last nine goal-scoring appearances. And uh, West Ham have conceded after the 80th minute in four of their last five home league games, dropping four points as a result. And I think we're quite good at scoring late on, as we've proved recently. So that might be interesting. They've also got the oldest team, I think, in the Premier League, from what I understand. But there we go. Um, I was going to ask you boys a question, actually, um, which kind of comes off the back of what we were saying earlier, really, in part one. You know, do you think... Uh, Dan, that uh, injuries and the number of fixtures that we've got piling up are could prove to be our Achilles' heel. I think that's the only thing that's going to stop us winning the league. I think. I think you know we've got a manager who is shrewd, smart, and knows what he's doing. I, I think, yeah, that's the only thing that will stop us. But you know, if we can somehow get through the next, th- you know, three four weeks, you know, staying near the top, I think we've got a great chance to win the league. Mm. You know. You know, Chilwell's the only one who's long-term, we, we know, isn't it? Kante and Kovacic aren't far away. So ho- hopefully, you know, get a result tomorrow. Get a result against... Um, have we got Wednesday? Oh, no, next weekend. Get a result against Leeds. And, you know, suddenly we're, you know, looking in a much better position. That's the only thing that'll stop us the league will be injuries. Yeah. Everyone's got to play the same amount of fixtures. So that, that That's kind of, a, for me, it's a moot point because everyone's got to play... Well, not really, because we, we've got... We've got... Oh, no, but talk about, you know, yes, we got, but then it's successful because we've got the Carling Cup, whatever it's called, that's fine. 
and we've got the two games we'll lose in February. But generally speaking, between now and the end of Christmas, when the, hopefully the injuries will clear up, everyone's playing the same amount of games. Yeah. Bar those, you know, Chelsea and whoever's involved in the cups. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think I tell you one thing to worry about, uh, and I don't mean to, but kind of maybe I'm doing a, a classic media thing here, stoking up the fear. I don't mean to be, but I'll explain why later on. But J.K., I mean, one thing we do have to take notice of is is West Ham's uh, ability at set pieces. They've scored, I think only Villa have scored more from set plays than West Ham. Uh, and they've got Cresswell and Fornells, who have rather lovely in-swinging uh, corners. And, uh, you know, they've got a lot of big players. So I, I, I think Chelsea need to be on their game with the set pieces. Um, yes, but at the same time, I think we've got um, more skillful players and I think we're a better team. It's just a question of uh, um, how organised we are and, and whether uh, I always get slightly worried who the referee is on these occasions as well. Um, I don't know who it is, actually, off the top of my head. I didn't didn't see that written anywhere earlier. I'm checking now as we speak, although it takes me a bit of time. Uh, um, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm, um, uh, I, I think it'll be a close game and... Um, Oh, no. It, it, who is it? Mariner. Oh, my God. Crime, crimes not... of the ancient Mariner. Yes, well, at least, you know, it'll be consistently awful for both sides. So at least there always is that. You just hope he's not awful against you. And But, um, uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of have an, an open attitude. I actually think to be top of the league at the moment is a very good thing because, um, as you say, Dan, there are a huge number of games coming up and... And I think uh, everybody is going to suffer from injuries. I just think it's it, the, the game is played at such a lick and um, the challenges are, it's a very, it's, it's a, it, despite people saying it, you know, it's, it's a game for softies now without tackles. I just think that they put themselves through so much stress with their bodies just by the amount of athleticism that is required to be a Premier League um, player that I think that every side is going to suffer injuries it's just a question of whether the the squad is up to it and i think we're discovering that it's not and uh, and i think you're right dan i think they might purchase a couple of make a couple of interesting purchases to keep it going um, um uh, who knows uh, perhaps we won't um uh no i'm i'm i i i'm sort of taking it as it comes i i i i think we'll we'll still be there or thereabouts come the end of the season i i'm I don't think anybody is going to walk away with it, despite City being on a run at the moment. I think they'll all suffer. I think I think the squad not being at. I think the squad is at it. If you took, pick our everyone fit sixteen seventeen, we've got a phenomenal squad. But when you've got six key players out and you are down the dregs of the squad, that's where we are. But if everyone's worse fit, we've got a phenomenal sixteen seventeen eighteen. The other six are a bit shit. Well, more, they, they, they wouldn't necessarily be involved. How we not have such a deep injury crisis? I think I think you kind of nailed it there, Dan. And I said that earlier. If you take you take our best midfield, four, our four, you know, Chilwell, James, Jorginho, Kante. You take all of those out the same game. I think any side would struggle with that. If you take one of them or two of them out, you can replace that quite happily. Yeah. But all four, not quite the same thing. And I, you know, I think that was just massively unfortunate that we effectively lost. You know our entire midfield for Watford, but uh, hopefully that won't happen too many times this season. I mean, it's a really, you know, I think this is a really tough game to call actually, and a and a tough game because West Ham are, you know, perhaps the surprise team of the season at the moment. They're sitting in fourth, and there's a good reason for that. I think Moyes has 
Moy, I think Moyes is a massively underrated manager, actually. And I think he looks to me like, you know, he's doing to West Ham what he did with Everton for a while, which is to put a really good team together on very limited resources. There's a real team ethic there. You know, they're physical, but they're not idiots. And I, I think he's done a good job there. It's going to be a really tough gig. And I have to say, my mind always, whenever, I don't know what you boys think about this, but I always, I said it on, on uh, you know, Will and James's show that, I always have this feeling with West Ham that, you know, normally when when we play them, we're challenging for the title and they're they're trying to avoid relegation. And we always turn up thinking, yeah, we'll walk all over them. And of course, they they always end up to playing like peak 1970 Brazil because they, they, they like nothing more than getting one over on us because they, they have this big rivalry with, uh, rivalry with us in their own minds. So that I think I always feel they're a bit of a bogey side. But actually, I've looked at the... I've looked at the um, you know the stats about this, and I mean, I know we. I mean, it, it's mixed. Shall I put it like that? It's mixed. On our last ten games against them, uh, we won the last two, so we did the double over them last season. Before that, they did the double over us, and then it's been uh, we won, and then a draw, and then a draw, and then another defeat, and a win. I mean, you know, we basically we've won four, lost four, drawn two. So that's kind of mixed, isn't it? I mean, that's not disastrous at all, Dan. No, it's kind of it's a respectable record. Um, against West Ham, you, know, you look at some of the, the, the games. I mean, there was the the one nil under was it Sarri, or we lost went down one nil very early and we just absolutely abysmal. I think Anata which scored like one and after ten minutes, then we were just dreadful. So a couple of really bad performances. We got a good win there last year with Timo scored. You know, it hasn't got the same fear factor as the bowling because of how it's set up in the atmosphere and so on. Yeah, that's a so, good you know, listen, we got it's. it's We've got a fairly decent record overall, and let's hope it continues tomorrow. Yeah, I think I still think it'll be tough, but I'm I'm encouraged to see that the record wasn't as bad as I thought. Although having said that, J.K., um, if we win tomorrow, that will be our third successive victory against West Ham since we last achieved it uh, under Carlo Ancelotti in April 2011. I don't quite know what that means, really, but I just thought it's I'd throw good, it in It's there. a good stat, if, if slightly meaningless. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it's from Rick. It don't good. be rude about Rick. It was his birthday yesterday. I'm, I'm nodding. I'm nodding, thinking <laughs> I don't quite know what that I means. don't really know what it yeah. means either, but yeah, it's good. It's it good. sounds impressive. What I like about the London Stadium is it slightly reminds me of, of watching Chelsea at Stamford Bridge when the dog track was there. <laughs> so it, it's sort of... Without the cars. This, without yeah, the without, cars. The, without the, the appalling invalid cars and then his... Then the then the vice president's parking there, um, one of the perks of giving Ken money, um, allegedly. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it's it's it as you say, it's it's potential banana skin. They always seem to to put a a, a performance against us. But um, you know, we're, we've got a very good away record at the moment. I think wasn't that the first goal that, or second goal we've 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 against Watford, the only second goal that scored against us. And I think he'll make them focused in a way that he d- said he didn't against Watford. Yeah. They'll be bang up for it. Yeah, I think they'll be much. And even though he said, I don't, I've got to get a side together for, for 12.30 on Saturday, I think he'll have a side together. And I think it'll, you know, looking at what you, you came up with, it's very good to see that James is available. I think he's he, he holds it together on the right. And Jorginho. Um, and, and Jorginho, I think both of them. And I think then it's... It's as long as he doesn't keep Werner on for the whole game, not scoring, which he won't do because he can always bring Lukaku on um, because the, that was one of the reasons he apparently kept him playing in the uh, United game was because he was worried about bringing anybody else on because of the 
the fact that they he only wanted to play them for a small yeah. amount of time because they've been injured. I I totally agree with that. Um, here's the thing. I mean, given given uh, how close it is, I mean, I, I know we're still top, but uh, I think there's only there's only a point in it, isn't there? Uh, we kind of kept we kept our one point lead in the table after after beating Watford. But yeah, yeah, we got. We got yeah, we're one ahead of uh, Cite, uh, two ahead of Liverpool. Interestingly enough, we're seven points above West Ham. I mean, they're 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 still. I mean, there's a little bit of a gap opening, but not a massive one at the moment. So if they did beat us tomorrow, they would be very happy with themselves. But we are still top, and it is very close. I mean, given all of that, and given the, the somewhat shoddy performance against Watford, is this kind of a must win, or is it a bit too hysterical and early to say that kind of thing, J.K. I think it's a bit hysterical. It would be lovely to win. I, I like us winning every game, but I think if we if we drew it, um, it wouldn't be the the uh, the end of everything. But uh, I'm I would like us to keep winning away as much as possible. I like to keep winning all of them as much as possible, um, particularly against the side that is uh, uh, close in the table. Um, so this is a. I mean, uh, it it'll it'll be tough. It'll be tough, but I can see us winning it. I noticed that in our selection, we've avoided having Pulisic anywhere near it, uh, which I think he will appear at some stage. But he he is annoyingly um, not playing to the standard that we would like him to be playing. I know he's back from injury, but um, uh, uh, we keep having huge hopes for Pulisic. And uh, he, he always takes some time to get back to his best. Perhaps if he brings him on, he might pluck something out of the bag because he's a terrific player when yeah. he's on form. It's very frustrating about Pulisic because I, 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 like you, I'm a great admirer of his, of his and I have a huge amount of hope invested in him because I think he's a hell, there's a hell of a player in there. But I mean, yeah. all that, yeah. all the injuries clearly haven't helped. And I think you're right. I think he takes a bit of time to kind of get back to match pace and stuff, you know, and he looked a bit rusty against Watford and he, did. he was, you know, losing the ball a lot, falling over a lot, you know, all that kind of thing. But, Let's hope, Dan. You've been poised like a cobra for yeah. about the last five minutes, mate. Yeah, I just guess I remember Jose had this thing said. Uh, I, um, I'm not saying it's a must win; it's a must not lose game. I think that's the best way of looking at it. I think, and also if we if we win first game of the weekend, pressure's back on Liverpool and City. I don't know who they're playing, but if we win, pressure's right back on them because we stay top regardless of what happens. So it's a it's not a must win; it's a must not lose. Well, I mean. I, I don't know. I'm kind of... I mean, it's actually really interesting to hear what JK was saying, which was very not hysterical at all. Not that I'm saying that JK would be hysterical, but <laughs> I, I think that's, you know, fair and it is bloody early still in the season. I mean, you know, I think the thing that I think the thing I agree with totally is this, is that, you know, having lost to City, having drawn to Liverpool... uh I think we we need to we need to be picking up points, you know. We need to be beating some of the people that are in and around us. And we drew against United, of course, the other week, which was really annoying. I think it's about time we beat somebody. But we are away, and West Ham are are you know. I mean, I wouldn't say they're bang in form at the moment. I mean, they've what they uh, they they dropped points against Brighton, which was a bit bit. Uh, you know, shit of them, really, frankly, because uh, they, they should be beating Brighton. And uh, just trying to see what else they've been doing recently, actually. Excuse me. Right, yeah. I mean, they lost to City 2-1. That's no disgrace. That was last weekend. They lost to Wolves. They dropped a bollock with that one, clearly. And then, and yet they beat Liverpool 3-2, thanks to Kurt Zuma heading in the winner a few weeks back. Uh, they walloped Aston Villa, who were basically in the last throes of Dean Smith getting fired. 
uh, and they beat Tottenham only one nil, which I would say is pretty pathetic given how crap Tottenham have been. So they're a bit. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're on. They're bang in form, is what I'm kind of saying in a very long-winded way. J.K. Yeah, perhaps they're not the side that we we're, we're saying they are. You know, we have to remember that if 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 Tuchel works something out and they they uh, they don't play the way that we seem to be vulnerable about, which is pressing, we're in with a very good chance. I've got somebody fellating Pulisic on on Mixler. Shall I? Shall I? Uh... Shall I, shall I, shall I uh, name and shame? I will. They've uh, conveniently got a, a name that nobody can really understand. A underscore A underscore Ron 13. Pulisic slander incoming. I said slander, really? Which I don't think we slandered him at all. We said what no. a wonderful player we think he could be. Uh, who, who wasn't shite against Watford? Was he shit against Watford? We didn't say he was. I no. didn't think don't we, any of us. Said I said he, he, he looked rusty. Talent. He looked rusty. Yes. He Word fell over rusty, a bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't think we said he was shit. And there we go. It's the last one. Maybe if we had wing backs or midfielders able to move the ball forward, he would have been able to perform better. Well, let's see, shall we? Anyway, well, um, you know, why do people suck players off all the time? You know, call it as you see it. You yeah. Not, do they actually watch the games? Is what I'd like to see. Not do they actually watch what goes ten. on? Are they aware of how a football match progresses and how the players are set up? Yeah. And what, if he comes in and gets fouled and falls over and doesn't then and put the ball in the net, that he, he's not quite firing. Well, We're not saying he's terrible. We're saying he has been great. We would like him to perform at that level, but he's clearly not because he's been injured a yeah, lot. Exactly. We're, we're we're sympathetic and completely on his side. Yeah, I, we want him to do really well. I mean, just to balance it out, Mr. Stick, who is the world's biggest Pulisic fan, as any fool know, uh, and I love Mr. Stick, as you, as you, as you, uh, as you well know, and as he well knows, he says Pulisic's comments were fair. So there you go. I rest Thank my you. case, my lud. Thank you, Mr. Thank Stick. You. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Monsieur Le Baton. Yeah. Give you a French name. Thank you, Mr. Stick, for sticking up for us. That's what we like. Um, right, time to nail our colours to the mast, Dan. First, uh, Chelsea are going to win two 0 Go! I love the optimism. Blimey. Right, J.K. It's another 2-1 for us. Yeah, I think you're taking the Prem Predictions League route, aren't you? I've learnt that now. Mm, mm. I did quite well last week, but not as well as I should have. Do you know what? I missed out on five spot-ons by a goal again. Not yeah. the first time, as you well know. But well, I did to be all... fair, though, I have missed out on a lot of spot-ons by four goals. Mm, I know it's so infuriating. Now, listen on on that on that point. I'm a bit annoyed because I did quite well, and I'm thinking we can't talk about the we, sh- we should have really talked about the prem predictions, but I forgot to do it, so I missed out on a bit of glory. Anyway, whatever. I think that this stat from old good old Flash Score is very revealing that none of the last eight of Chelsea's visits have produced a winner by more than a one goal margin. Uh, you know, so that's you know, we've, as I said, we won three, drawn one, lost four. So I think it will be like that. I think it'll be really tight. I I wouldn't be surprised if it was a one nil. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 2-1. I wouldn't actually be surprised at all if it ends up being a draw. But uh, I can never, ever, ever, ever say Chelsea won't win. So I'm going to go 2-1. But I think it's going to be really tight, I have to say. So there you go. So good luck, you blue boys. And uh, have fun, JK, in the East End. Cheers, chum. I'll have to wear my titfa. Yeah, you taking a minder with you? Uh, yeah, and um, uh, I'm also taking uh, um, uh, a Cockney, Cockney rhyming dictionary so yeah. i can sort out all the uh 
all the road signs and all the slang. You you, you dress, dressing up as a pearly king or even a pearly queen? I'm not. We're, pearly we're queen, not yeah, it would always be a pearly king for me because um, uh, the queeniness comes automatically, even when I'm a king. They're just, they're just called pearly persons now. Oh, are they? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. My yeah, bad. I, I thought they were just called pearlies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. God yeah, blimey, be going, uh, up Pie and mash for breakfast. What? Say again? Pie and mash for breakfast. Pie and mash for breakfast. What Jelly else? deals yeah, for lunch, and yeah. um, uh, up the frog and toad. Yeah, all right, uh, enough already. It's a regular pea super. All right, so basically, just to recap, you'll go for two nil, uh, Dan. I'm going for two one, and you're going for one nil. Yeah, no, two one, two one, JK. One. Yeah. All right. So there we go. Now, quickly before we go, a couple of things to uh, to mention. Of course, one of them I should have done it earlier, but I completely forgot because I'm a bit of a dick. Uh, football prizes. Uh, now, this week's uh, at football underscore prizes competition is uh, for the chance to win a framed Chelsea shirt signed by the 2016-17 Premier League title-winning squad. So that's pretty cool. Um, now tickets are five ninety five each, and the draw ends as it always does at seven thirty p.m. on Wednesday, next Wednesday, the eighth of December. Um, and when I looked out of the ninety nine tickets, I'd already sold about thirty, and there's a reason for that because this is one of these weird kind of competition things they do, where they, it's like either you can win a, the Chelsea shirt, which is what we're obviously interested in, or a Rangers shirt, as it happens, signed by their title winning squad. So what will happen is a load of Rangers fans who, as we know, are massively into Rangers. Well, we're massively into Chelsea, but, you know, they're going to buy a lot of the tickets too. So you need to have think about that. So if you're really interested in winning a, a signed uh, framed shirt by the 2016-17 Premier League title winning Chelsea squad, you need to get on this quick. All right. So do not miss out. You have no excuses. And I have already put it up on Twitter so you can find the link there. But if you want to know, uh, you go to footballprizes.co.uk. Uh, forward slash product forward slash rfc hyphen or hyphen cfc good luck people and by the way for those that think that it's all spurious and nobody who listens to the fancast ever wins i got a lovely uh message on patreon from the lovely sean b who won the zola frame shirt and he had a lovely picture of himself holding it up so real people who listen to the chelsea fan cars do win this competition so you know give it a crack you never know what's the worst that can happen you basically spunk up a, a fiver on it hey who knows that's, that's a, not even a pint of beer in london anyway okay now the other news uh obviously jk and i will be back on monday for the main chelsea fan cast show with mr dan silver of course uh, and possibly 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 clayton beerman depending on a late fitness check, I think. Uh, but, 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 we will kick off at the slightly later time of 8pm. Why, I hear you ask? Why? Well, why? That was exactly that. Should I try that again? Why, I hear you ask? Why? There we go. Uh, well, I can tell you. Uh, because me and JK, uh, we're, gonna, we're basically... Remember Aaron Paul, who used to do the Love Sports show? He, he was on the show last week. Uh, as you know, he's now, thanks to our efforts and making him look great, uh, a really good presenter. And uh, he now works for the BBC Radio 5 and BBC Radio London to name but two. And he's now doing a London fans show on a Monday evening. Uh, annoyingly, though, for us, he does it between 7 and 8 p.m. Uh, but uh, JK and I are going to appear on that and talk all things Chelsea with Aaron for an hour. And then as soon as we've done that, we're going to switch on the Chelsea fan cast and, and do that show straight afterwards but uh, do do tune in it's uh, uh bbc radio london which is 94.9 fm it's on dab uh or you can get it on the bbc sounds app 
but what we want you to do is this is an interactive show they're taking phone calls because it's a proper radio station so they'll have the lines open so you can call uh, 0800 731 2000 that's 0800 731 2000 or you can text 81333 uh, if you do a text you have to start your message with the word london or you can tweet at bbc london sport so we want you to phone up phone up phone up and we'll have a good chat with you and it'll be a lot of fun uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get back on so that's the idea so there we go uh, apart from that on friday uh, next week we'll be back with the preview show with jk me and martin so there we go uh dan always great to see you sorry for making it a late one for you on monday by the way that's all right no worries. that's cool <laughs> at least I, you'll I have time do. to have your dinner i do have my bed see oh there we go because yeah. i mean but you'll have time to have your dinner yes true yeah well, which is unusual for us isn't it we look... i know so i need to like a reasonable time there you go so sorry about that and i'll try not to make it too late to finish oh, that's fine i don't mind well i do because i've got to get up stupid o'clock on a tuesday so uh anyway we'll see we'll get there and last, but by no means least, the Duff lover, Mr. J.K. I'll the you, I you, you tell them why you've called me a Duff lover. Tell, tell them, otherwise they'll think that it's Plum Duff. You know, it'll be something like that. No, it's, it's Damien Christmas Duff. Pudding. It's yeah. Damien Duff, because there is a picture of, of him on my, uh, my Zoom behind me. Indeed there is. And uh, lovely to see you in cracking form as always tonight. Thank you so much. What a player Duffer was, by the way. Oh, oh I loved phenomenal. Him. Duff and Robin. What a combination. Yeah, they were, wow. wow. Looking forward to Monday on the BBC. Ooh, I better be on my best behaviour. I know. We'll have to have, what was it, BBC received pronunciation for the entire show. I'm going to speak like that all the way through. Yeah, and no swearing. Oh, I mustn't call anybody. I'll see you next Tuesday. I know. No Gareth's allowed on Monday. We're going to have to be on our best behaviour. But I'm really, look, I'm really hope, honestly, I know I said it a minute ago, but it's fun, isn't it? I mean, that was the one of the nicest things about the Love Sports Show. People could phone up, couldn't they? And I could have yeah. arguments with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let, let's let's set a few people to phone up. Let's let's phone our mates and just yeah, say, Yeah, we could do that. We could up. do that. Well, I let's think we've do just it. done that. We just talked to the mixler people and people listening to this podcast. But you think we should get a few ringers in? Absolutely, definitely. Who should we get to phone up? Aurelius. Uh, uh, would you say Aurelius? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Aurelius, yeah. yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. Yes. As long as he doesn't talk too long. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to interrupt them. I, I, I don't know. Ask Clayton to ring in. See if we Clayton's could, okay. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Get, I could get Kerry to ring in, couldn't I? That would be wonderful. And, and not to reveal who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get these two <laughs> idiots off. They don't know what they're talking about. They never played the game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, we better go because we've got stuff to do. Um, look, it's been a real pleasure. I've really enjoyed it tonight, actually. Like, like we were saying earlier on, absolutely knackered before I start the show. Now, full of beans. Lovely to see my mates, of course, which is the entire point of doing this show. Uh, and uh, lovely to share it with you lot. I know there's been a few of you listening on Mixler, which is always lovely to see. Uh, and I hope you uh, all enjoy the podcast, particularly those of you who uh, have not been listening on Mixler. Now, uh, that's about it for us right thanks for listening see you next week until then keep it blue keep it carefree and keep it shells up the shells it's the 90th minute all your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.